I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And explore the depths, folds, and crevices of the Yoniverse. <laughs> Hi. Hello, my darling priestess. Hello, oh. my sister. <laughs> we find ourselves back here in the Yoniverse. Oh, hope you are all well and rested and recently came because I know Anya and I recently did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we often like to center ourselves in different ways before we pop on to record. <laughs> and today it was through a little mindful masturbation. I mean, come on, if you're going to do an episode about Yoni Pleasure 101, You've got to connect in with your yoni, right? Like, it's the only obvious way to do it. What were you going to say, babe? Sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's great. I was more curious to hear more about your mindful masturbation and how it was. And what did you utilize? Mm. Well, before we get into this here, I just want to note what... Anya and I are wearing. You can't oh. see us, but we can see each other. And I think we are adorned quite perfectly for this episode. Yeah. So absolutely. I <laughs> I am wearing a shirt that mm-hmm. says on the front of it, Big Clit Mafia. I'm leaning back away from my mic, so I'll say it again. Big Clit Mafia. And on the back, it has my name translated into Italian. It says Donna Scarletta. And I'm like fucking here for this shirt because I custom ordered it from our darling slut sister, Naughty, uh, and her amazing Etsy shop, Naughty Eclectics. You have to check her out. She is incredible. And she is also the amazing sister behind our Slut Sisters merchandise line. So I specifically asked for this shirt. It's in like Godfather style font. And Mm -hmm. it's got a gold gleam to it, just like the shirt that you're wearing, Anya. So or the actually it's a hoodie, right? Tell us about it. It's a very large hoodie. It is very oversized. (laughs) It's my favorite hoodie ever. It also is black with gold writing. And it says big pussy energy. And I wear it every chance I get. (laughs) As you might guess, it's not one that I can walk around out in public with my kiddo wearing because they don't really appreciate it (laughs) the same way. (laughs) They don't mind if I wear it in the house. But the request has been, please don't wear that to drop me off at school and out in public with me. And I feel like that's a reasonable request. Very reasonable. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, I'm not ashamed. (laughs) But it does garner some looks. If I wear it in the grocery store by myself or out on a walk in the neighborhood by myself, I've gotten some looks and I'm here for those looks. I think that you and I just believe we need to be talking about our pussies so much more than we do. Like, I want to talk about pussy all the time. I love that sweatshirt in particular that you're wearing because I love anything big pussy. I have a group of friends that I joke. I'm like, my pussy is humongous, ginormous. It it holds worlds. 
it's like it is its own universe right and so like i've always loved that sweatshirt and definitely got some inspo for my big clip mafia shirt uh i'm italian by the way that's why the kind of mafia reference i just i couldn't help myself anyway let's go back into our episode prep for today so it was hilarious because we just texted each other and you mentioned that you, you know, wanted to center in with a hape ceremony. And right as you clicked send, I said, I'm going to do a mindful masturbation session. And I was like, oh, we both have ideas. And we both wound up doing each of those. Now, for me, I um, started my session I was completely naked, which is not always the case when I masturbate, but I got completely naked and I was already feeling, and the reason I wanted to connect in with myself is like my nipples were feeling really sensitive for some reason today. And I was like, Ooh, uh, we'll talk more about erogenous zones, but my nipples are definitely one for me as they are for most people, most, but not all. Um, And so I laid down and I just kind of felt all over my body in my erogenous zones and my, you know, just regular feeling my skin. And I started off just with my hands. I really like to start masturbation sessions with my hands. It's just a great way to connect in with my yoni, all the different parts of my vulva, which we'll talk about. And then I got out old faithful. Um, the Hitachi, which if you don't know the Hitachi, yes, she is my ride or die. She is my one true love. (laughs) But she has to be plugged in. She is. Yeah. I need, uh, fossil fuels to be burning for, to have an orgasm. It's actually really not great, but you know, cause we have power outages frequently in Texas and I am like, I can't get off right now. This isn't great. But anyway, yeah, I, I took, I took old faithful out, but before I, I started using the Hitachi, I really mindfully, like it's, it's a meditative space because I don't like to always watch images or even watch myself in videos to spurn my mental arrows like sometimes I really want whatever comes to come and in this instance what what came into my mind was a recent play session I had with a slut sister of mine and a gentleman lover of both mine and her and it was a really hot play session because I was pleasuring her yoni and he was fucking me. And it was a really hot three-way exchange of energy. So I just let that come into my my you know awareness and just really think about all of the different elements of why I found that so erotic and my body's responding to that arousal. And then before I knew it, I was definitely in need of some strong vibes. <laughs> the strong vibes came. And I achieved orgasm pretty quickly. And the orgasm that I felt was a little bit different. I'm a shaker when I orgasm in like my extremities, legs and fingers and arms. And like, this was not that. This was an orgasm that came like almost from my belly. I could feel like my ab muscles contracting and lifting. And it was, it was, you know, we'll talk about all the different kinds of orgasms, but this one was different for me. And I thought that was interesting to talk about on the show. It was not the standard orgasm that I experienced and it's still very with me. It's still, Mm. still very in my body. 
Um, so that was my self-pleasure sesh. Tell me about yours, babe. So I have a handful of implements that I really enjoy. I have a number of either like glass or crystal kind of dildos. So they're very like hard and cold. So warming them up works really, really well. And for me, there is a combination. I, I don't, I might've even talked about it on the show before, but I also really, really, really love the womanizer, which is a clitoral kind of suctiony type of stimulation. So I had my favorite glass wand out and my womanizer out. And again, like you, I often just like to touch my body and really give a lot of thanks to it for the way that it carries me through the day, Mm -hmm. the way that it supports me and just really loving on it because we're not always kind to our bodies, but when we can take a little bit of time and intention to just touch in and thank it in gratitude for the way that it does support us and to like pre-thank it for the pleasure that I know that it's going to bring me in this Mm -hmm. time. I am a music person. I really love having whatever music is feeling like a turn on for me. So today it was a little R&B playlist. And so that's kind of playing. And yeah, I try to just empty my mind and just see kind of where it goes. So for me, the womanizer is very faithful for me, but I like to warm the glass wand up first, get a little lube on it. And, you know, touch myself with my fingers first and spread myself open for my wand to go in and find some spots. I really, this particular wand does very well at um, stimulating my G-spot, which we will also talk about today. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it's it's stimulating that kind of spongy part right inside my vaginal canal. And that starts to kind of warm me up. And then I put my womanizer on very low and I put it on my clitoris and I just allow it all to kind of take me where it wants to take me. And today Mm. it really kept me internal. It took me inside of myself and I was just feeling pleasure rippling throughout my body, up and down my legs and up into my head. And I was just very quickly, I didn't, I didn't orgasm super quickly, but I did get a very heightened sense of turn on and pleasure very, very quickly. And, you know, I have this thing that happens to me sometimes when I'm really in the flow of energy. And I've, I think I've mentioned it here too before, but I have this like language that comes out of me. It's like light language or for those who have backgrounds, I do not have a background in a church where speaking in tongues is a thing, but I've heard that like light language and speaking in tongues is kind of a similar language. And it is this energy that's flowing through your body and whatever comes out, comes out. And that's been a newer experience for me when it comes to sexual and sensual pleasure in the last number of months, but it happens sometimes. And today it was just very present. And I am not even aware of like what it is that I'm saying, but it is just rolling out of me and rolling off my tongue. And it is just energy building and building and building. And yeah, when I climaxed, it was incredibly powerful. And so for me, 
once that happens, I, I try to like hold on to that moment of energy and just kind of offer it up to the universe and think about, you know, what powerful energy and manifestation can happen with this type of energy, this kind of, you know, Eros, this kind of like amazing sexual energy that can come off of our bodies that goes places, right? It doesn't just stay within us. It doesn't just die. It goes places and it can create more energy because energy begets energy. So Mm -hmm. I always kind of offer that up too. And yeah, I would say the same that for me, I, I know I need more of that type of self-pleasure practice in my life. And so I was really grateful that you like kind of put the idea in my head that that's what you were going to do before this episode, because fuck yeah, why not? Like, that's exactly what we should be doing when we're going to talk about our yonis, when we're going to talk about pleasure, when we're going to talk about the different types of pleasure and the ways that women's bodies respond to pleasure. Yes. Mm, So good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and it's it's such a juicy topic. And, you know, we've talked a lot on the show about our pussies, our slut styles, you know, all of these different arenas. But what we're going to try and do today is give a overview of feminine pleasure in general terms and mm-hmm. also, you know, talk about the specific anatomy of the vulva and really get into kind of the nuts and bolts of like how unique and special feminine pleasure is because it is this huge variance among women and that's that's true for men as well but you know when i think about feminine pleasure what comes to mind for me is crashing waves there is a like huge force that propels it forward and then it recedes and then forward and then it recedes and forward and it recedes and it's just like when it reaches a crescendo, it is just earth shattering. And I could talk about this for days, but let's first jump in with, we want to talk about the parts of the anatomy of the vulva, not to get into, obviously we're not doctors, we're not scientists, but for women, I believe that a huge part of your sexual and erotic awakening is an understanding of your own pussy, which we talked about our pussy reclamation on the show. But also understanding the form and the function is really crucial when it comes to discovering your pleasure and, you know, all the myriad ways to achieve that pleasure. Um, so let's let's get into that a little bit. Um, we have not gone into the, like, super deep anatomical uh you know, deconstruction of the female genitalia, but we have kind of mapped it out in what we think is really relevant for pleasure. We have the clitoris, we have the vagina or the vaginal canal. So often when we think about female sex organs, you know, vagina comes to mind, but actually the more broad and overarching term is vulva. So we've got these three components that are all a part of the feminine genitalia. And we're going to start with our favorite. We're going to start with the with the big clit energy over here. Let's talk about the clitoris, babe. Tell us a little bit about that. It's been so misunderstood for so long, right? I mean, until even quite recently, 
we've been under the impression or the vast majority of the population has been under the impression that all the clitoris is, is this little nub that's at the top of the opening, you know, right inside of our labia, right? And what we know now is that it is actually quite a bit bigger than what we've been taught. And we've been, we've learned that it has a lot more nerve endings than we ever would have thought. So today we know that the clitoris is, it's literally the only part of the femme body that was designed for one reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. It's only purpose is pleasure. And why shouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> and we also know that you updated um, the information I had found. They have recently updated how many nerve endings the clitoris contains within it. And it is 10,000 nerve endings, whereas the penis, sorry, masculines, but yours only has 4,000. So clearly women's bodies are meant to achieve pleasure at ecstatic levels. <laughs> yeah. And and what one of the reasons why, you know, we've had information that's changed and had to be updated so frequently about the clitoris is that it wasn't fully anatomically mapped until 2005. For context, I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> like in 2005. Like that's ridiculous. How is it that with all the advancements in anatomy, science, and medicine, that right. you know the the acad- community of academia only now in two thousand five, not that long ago, decided to m- map fully map the clitoris, and that's why the scientific community just does not really prioritize feminine bodies, you know, and the feminine how especially a system that only exists for pleasure, as you said works and functions. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was being interrupting to say. It It's because they don't give a shit about mm-hmm. women's pleasure, right? Because it has always been secondary the same way that we've been taught from a very young age that sex is about procreation. It's not about pleasure. It's, it's you know, get in, get out. And so many women, I was, I was talking to a woman recently who's in her mid sixties on her third marriage and in her life, Pleasure has basically been for her husbands, not for her. Her mm. her pleasure has never been a priority. When they come, sex is over. And right. that is just the way that it's been. And so many women have had that experience, right? Totally. And we are here to tell you that your pussy is dying for your attention and the attention mm. of your lovers. And it is worthy and it is so, it is, it is made for pleasure. And there's just so much to it. I mean, even thinking about the clitoris and how you said it was just fully mapped in 2005. So what we know now is it's not just the little nub that you can see and kind of pull back the hood of your labia and see it and and experience what that is, but it goes all the way internally about three inches. It's, It's three inches long and it comes in and it wraps around like a wishbone, right? Yeah. They call it the dorsal part of it. It's like the fins of the clitoris that wrap around our vaginal canal. Yeah. And so what we also know is that, you know, the G spot is thought to be (laughs) right inside when I was talking about mine, you know, spongy and it's kind of like right inside the vaginal canal opening by a couple of inches and right there. 
but really it's the backside of your clitoris, right, babe? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a part of the vaginal wall. It's, this is my understanding in which there is a dip that allows for clitoral stimulation internal clitoral stimulation we think of mm-hmm. clitoral stimulation as happening externally but it's actually occurs in every kind of penetrative and as long as you know it's the the vagina and not the anus that you're stimulating it's probably clitoral stimulation that is giving you the pleasure that's just how versatile and fucking badass the clitoris is and by the way you keep referring to it as little I just want to say <laughs> for all of us big click queens out there. Uh, Fair. <laughs> for, for some of us, our clitoris is quite prominent. And that's definitely the case for my beloved clitoris. She big. She's out there. You, you're going to know where she is. She don't hide. You don't have to look for her. Don't, no search party. Oh, no. Especially when I'm aroused. Because... The clitoris does swell with arousal, just like a penis. We think of a penis as being the like, okay, obviously you get hard, you know, all of these different terminologies. There isn't like, you don't hear women saying, damn, my clit is fucking hard right now. It is throbbing. It's just not in our nomenclature about that, but it does. Yeah, absolutely. And it's spectacular. So you know, own your clit, whatever you have going with your clit, own it. And we are allowed to really live in that, you know, sense of the masculine connection with our clit um, that can also be very feminine. Like, I just, I just love that. That's why I ordered this shirt. I just think it's really cool to be able to tell everybody, hey, I got a big clit. And when I got this shirt, I have a few lovers that like, they are big clit enthusiasts. <laughs> like when they discover that I have a big clit, they're like, oh shit, like this is awesome, you know? And so I sent them the pictures of me in the shirt and they were like, oh, I just love that you're owning this, you know? And so it's a beautiful thing uh, to really own all of the pleasure and all of the joy and rapture that our clitoris gives us. Absolutely. I mean, and we know this, that many, many, many women, many more women need some sort of sensation and attention and touch on their clitoris in order to orgasm. Mm. So it is certainly a focal point of a lot of sexual play a lot of the time. But I also just want, you know, for for those of us out there who enjoy pleasuring pussies mm-hmm. and clitorises, I want us all to remember as well that it takes time to warm the clitoris up. It takes time to warm the pussy up. And all of that stuff gets to go in the bucket of foreplay and it's really fucking fun. So don't rush and try to rub one out real quick on the clitoris. I mean, sometimes that's fair and it needs to happen, but that's more Mm -hmm. in a self-pleasure practice (laughs) if you just got to get in and get out. But when you are, spending time with a femme body that mm-hmm. wants to be attended to don't shortchange it don't go too hard too fast mm-hmm. tease it you know different pressure different speed and it is 
something that will pay dividends <laughs> in what you're hearing back from your partner when you are giving that when you're giving that pleasure. And I thought this was great too. One of the things that we found is that clitoris is the Greek word for key. And that's right. It is the key. It is the key. Big time. And I wanted to, like, what you were saying was so crucial, Anya. And I, I, what I think is beautiful about feminine sexuality is that, again, you have 10,000 nerve endings and you have all sorts of ways to engage with the clitoris to provide pleasure. Um, there's this website called omgyes.com, which is a science-powered um, self-pleasure guide for women, and they do amazing research. And I love the way that they talked about foundational techniques for self-pleasure. When they talk about clitoral touch, they talk about orbiting, which is like this circular orbiting motion because sometimes with the clitoris you know you may feel like oh that's the spot right and then suddenly it shifts and like oh all of a sudden this other side is what's really providing me the pleasure so it's not as rote as like just providing friction and lubrication like it's actually quite complex the different ways that the clitoris can provide pleasure. Um, there's also layering, which is the touch through surrounding skin. So that may be the skin of your clitoral hood. That may be the skin of your, you know, outer labia. And there's like this layering effect to pleasing the clitoris that way that is really hot. <laughs> I, I am actually a big fan of that. Um, yeah. There's also consistency. For some women, like, I need, especially with, like, yeah, <laughs> oral, like, oral, we talked about cunnilingus, like, oral pleasure, like, sometimes, like, right there, over and over again, don't stop, that's it. Like, and it may take you quite some time to get comfortable down there, <laughs> but get cozy, but that consistent, like, pressure or application of tongue or fingers or whatever it is, is really what what gets it going and then there's yeah. the combination of all of this right and i really think it's that combination that provides the full aura of you know the clitoral pleasure so it's really complex there's all of these different ways in which you can interact with the clitoris um to produce pleasure and i just wanted to to mention that we'll provide a link to omgs in the yeah, show notes absolutely. they're they're doing great work yeah love it and while we have given the clitoris a lot of love, we want to mention these other arenas too. We've already talked a little bit about the G-spot. There's some, you know, some people think the G-spot doesn't exist. Some people do. I believe I know mine, but I also think that sometimes what that means too is that maybe that's just not a major erogenous zone for you. And you don't have to waste your time trying to find Bigfoot. Like there's no need to, to think that your body is defective if the G-spot or for you, if the clitoris isn't the end all be all. I have a very close girlfriend who predominantly has her orgasms from penetration and she doesn't really get a lot from clitoral stimulation and right. G-spot isn't really something that has, has been a major win for her either. And there's no shame in any of that. So obviously what we're talking about, all of these things, 
as individual femmes, you're going to find what your erogenous zones are and what works best for you. And sure, absolutely explore all of your parts, but know that there is nothing defunct about you if one of the ones we're talking about here isn't one of your, you know, big three erogenous zones. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the vaginal canal, a lot of people receive a lot of pleasure from that as well. And just like the clitoris can grow and grow with stimulation and sensation and pleasure, so can the vaginal canal, right? So there are some individuals out there who might prefer um a smaller implement or a smaller penis for insertion, and some enjoy larger. <laughs> we have our size queens, we have people who don't give a shit, but the reality is that I think for a lot of women who have some fear or some intimidation by toys that are a little bit larger or penises that are a little bit larger, a lot of the time their bodies haven't been warmed up properly. Mm. And so the intimidation comes from, I don't think that fits. I don't think that fits inside of me. And ladies, these canals were built for birthing fucking kids. Right. <laughs> and clearly, of course, our body goes through dilation when that's the process and it's happening. But there's a lot that could fit there if it's pleasurable for you and not for everybody. It is, you know, some women have scar tissue, some women have different things going on in there. And so certainly don't ever force anything to fit, but do know that if properly warmed up, your vaginal canal will also open a little bit more. Think of it like a beautiful flower that opens up when it has the right amount of sunshine and rain and all of that. Yeah, I'm so glad that you uh, mentioned that because I I saw and also just want to mention that the vaginal canals, I if there's anything in the entire world that I hate, it is the notion that the vulva and vagina of a woman can be in some way changed or altered by the amount of dick that has been in that pussy that is the most idiotic foolish and foolhardy thing that i i mean this is our body and like the the vagina the 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 walls of the vagina are just like you said anya they're designed to accommodate you know the birthing of a child the you know tissue of the vaginal canal is extremely strong and versatile and will return to the natural shape and like this just notion that like oh if you've had a lot of sex then your vagina has um i know y'all are really obsessed with your penises but they can't do that <laughs> like they don't have the capacity to do that wreck our pussies indefinitely no maybe temporarily <laughs> yeah maybe for a night but it is nothing that a frozen glass dildo and honeypot can't fix sure right <laughs> by the next morning we're good to go yeah this is this is the tight pussy conversation right oh god and it is tiring so tiring but yet i see it over and someone finally flipped the script on it and like showed one picture of like a hot dog and was like this is a penis 
when it was only had one vagina. And then they showed like a shriveled little wiener. And it was like, this is the penis after a thousand vaginas. And it's just like, yes, think about how ridiculous this notion is. Like when you flip it around and think about male genitalia. But I just had to get that gripe out, man. It's, it is astonishing how many people move through life believing such things and another thing that people believe and i i know we don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but i think it's important is like women who have longer labia have had more sex (laughs) and again i know you're laughing but people really believe this stuff it's bizarre to me and like as a long labia queen as well no that is not true yes i have a lot of sex correlation does not equal causation okay (laughs) let me just say that and your labia is determined by your body and your genetic codes and all of those things it is not determined by the amount of sex that has been had again i know that this is silly but like i feel it's important to really denounce these horrible misconceptions that people have that can really dictate as a woman how you feel about your body internalize shame or feeling that your body's not enough or that it's not desirable when in fact that is not the case at all so sorry for going off on that train but i felt it was important i do think it's important and i think that what we know then by extension of what you're saying is and this also should go without saying but maybe some people need it repeating is that vulvas all look different (laughs) they are all going to be different shapes different sizes some might be lopsided and they're all fucking pleasurable they're all amazing and I was just kind of I got this visual when you were sharing what you were sharing about the misconceptions out there because if you and I were to lay side by side and open up our legs and people did a little yoni gazing for us I'm I'm not about to say that I've had as much sex as you but I've had a lot of sex (laughs) And I think my pussy would look really different if what people think happens to a pussy when it has lots of sex actually happened. And mine is still very closed and very different looking. And it is literally like your, your pussy probably looks quite similar today as it did when you were about 15 or 16. Seriously. Absolutely. It does. And same for me. And so it's like, it truly just has nothing to do with it. And if we can just, like we all come in different shapes, different sizes, different colors. So do our pussies. Mm-hmm. And they're all welcome. And they all feel pleasure. And they deserve more. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And speaking of more, let's get into <laughs> something that is so beautifully summed up in, in these three words. The orgasm gap. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we talk about the orgasm gap, this is just the... The, the notion that men and women have sex, and if you think about the rate at which men and women have sex, um, it's pretty equal. The rate at which men and women orgasm, not so. No. Men tend to, and male-bodied folk, tend to experience orgasm far more frequently during partnered sex than do, you know, women or female-bodied folk. So the orgasm gap, why does it exist? Why is it so prevalent? And what is happening? Well, the first thing is that there was a 2018 study that decided to factor in not just gender and sex, 
but sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. And the study was really fascinating and it spoke a lot to why the orgasm gap exists. So yeah. I'm just going to read this straight from the study. Heterosexual men were most likely to say they usually or always orgasmed when sexually intimate. 95% of heterosexual men said that. Mm. Followed by gay men, 89%. Bisexual men, 88%. Lesbian women, 86%. Bisexual women, 66%. And heterosexual women coming in last at 65% achieved orgasm during partnered sex. Compared to women who orgasmed less frequently, women who orgasmed more frequently were more likely to receive more oral sex, have longer duration of sex, be more satisfied in their relationship, ask for what they wanted in bed, praise their partner for something they did in bed, call, email to tease about doing something sexual, wear sexy lingerie, try new sexual positions, have anal stimulation, act out fantasies, incorporate sexy talk, and express love during sex. Women were more likely to orgasm if their last sexual encounter included deep kissing, manual genital stimulation, and or oral sex in addition to vaginal intercourse. We consider socio-cultural and evolutionary explanations for these orgasms gaps. The results suggest a variety of behaviors couples can try to increase orgasm frequency. So what does that tell you, Anya, when you hear that? Mm. Well, it tells me a lot. I've got a lot of thoughts running through my head. Certainly, it makes me think about the fact that male pleasure is always more dominant, or at least it receives more attention. I also have what calls to mind for me is that female orgasm can also be more nuanced, I think, in a lot of ways. And I think it's so obvious when men come that there's no doubt about it, right? But as women, because we can have different types of orgasm and because we can experience, and I'm not saying men can't have energetic orgasms and things like that, but our bodies have a much more complicated system. And because men know how to get off, and oftentimes it is about getting their dick stuck in and going until they come. And then women at that point, not feeling comfortable asking for more pleasure, asking for what they need or getting it slowed down before they ever get in there. They're not warmed up properly. They can't quite get there. But I'm going to confess that for myself, I don't think I always knew exactly what different types of pleasure I could be looking for either until much later in my life and in my sexual journey. So another thing that's highlighted for me here is that women know how to receive and pleasure other women very well. When you involve a woman in the bedroom, she knows how to get a woman to completion, Mm -hmm. whether it be clitorally or whether it be with another implement or something like that. But women don't give up on our pleasure. Right. (laughs) And we want to see our partners pleased and we want to see that we can bring them to full arousal. So it tells me a lot. And I also want to highlight here that, yes, the orgasm gap is real and it is unsatisfying and it is not okay. And 
we don't want any femmes out there to feel defective if they're not orgasming because for a lot of women, it's not as easy as it is for men. Right. And what right. we, I think, would both really encourage is a lot of time spent with your own body and getting to know it so that you know how best to receive pleasure and that you can be able to share that with your sexual partners. Mm. But the biggest thing that this tells me is that women don't feel comfortable asking for pleasure. Yeah. No, that's definitely the message that I receive from it as well, that, you know, there is that disconnection from our own bodies and from our own capacity for pleasure. And then there's a disconnect with feeling empowered to ask for it Mm -hmm. and feeling empowered to deserve it and feeling as though we're worthy of it, Mm -hmm. like all of those things. And once you know, we cross the Rubicon of realizing like, yes, I deserve all of this and want all of this. Then it's a process of learning and growth that continues. I know for you and I, Anya, to this day, I I will never master my pleasure. Um, Dan Savage says this quote that I find really resonant. He says, we don't have sex. Sex has us. We are, sex is older than us. You know, sex has been around way before us. In fact, it's how we came into this world. So, you know, my hope is just to be in greater communion with my pleasure is just to be in greater, you know, harmony with my body, with my, my spirituality, with my ethos and eros and all that I bring. Um, You know, I wanted to have a fun conversation about two elements of feminine sexuality and and feminine sexual, you know, experience. And that is squirting and Mm -hmm. other vulvar ejaculate, which is commonly known as creaming. So tell me, Anya, are you a squirter? (laughs) I don't know, babe. Am I a squirter? (laughs) You're going to make me answer for you? I'm absolutely a squirter. I'm not the world's biggest squirter. I have witnessed and experienced. I had a woman literally waterboard me once with her squirt, and I didn't know if I was going to recover. But so I'm not that. But yeah, mama, mama likes to squirt. If I had a dollar for every time I was squirted on, <laughs> I would be a very rich woman because I have a lot of squirters in my life. I too can squirt. I don't really identify as a squirter. I was 27 years old um, and I was in the lifestyle when I first learned I could squirt. And squirt has so much misconception about it. Um, And our friend of the show, Dr. Eveline Dacker, recently did a series on her Instagram, which we will link, about ejaculate and ejaculation. And um, she talked about what you know is vulvar ejaculate and what is squirting so i'm going to read from her what is squirting although many people use the term in interchangeably ejaculating and squirting are very different things so she says squirting is the release of gushing fluid and it is essentially watered down urine mixed with ejaculate fluid so People are like, squirt is pee. That was a big thing for a little while. 
And what the reality is, is that squirting is this overwhelming sensation when, when your urethra and like num- a number of different areas on the, within the vaginal canal are stimulated that results in this gushing experience. And for me, although I do find it pleasurable, it's not the same as orgasm. I really want to be clear about that. But you can while squirting. Definitely. And I have as well, but it's not necessarily one in the same. And I feel like that's important to note because I think that, you know, there are male bodied folk interacting with the feminine body who like equate squirting with male ejaculate because male ejaculate is gushing and you know that and it's like oh like she must be really in pleasure and like I'm not saying that you're not in pleasure when you're squirting but for me squirting and experiencing an orgasm are often different both pleasurable sensations yes is that yeah is that the same for you babe and and don't think that she's done because you made her (laughs) yeah I would also offer this, that there are different ways of stimulating a woman to squirt. Mm. And we have a dear, dear friend who says that some men only know how to make women squirt through parlor tricks, which is basically Mm. the version of just jackhammering their vaginal canal and their vulva with two or three fingers and just like making it rain, you know? And... Mm. First of all, I'm not going to say that doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. I can get down with some parlor tricks. But there are also other ways of doing it that can be deeply sensual and deeply pleasurable and can be sustained for a little longer than the jackhammer approach can. And when you learn how to work with a woman's body like that, I, that's where I find that it can lead to more of those orgasmic feelings and a lot more squirt. So I think that there's just different ways of doing it. Um, but I, but I'm really glad that you're highlighting the difference between, between squirting and vulvar ejaculate, because yeah. that is what people are commonly referring to as creaming, right? When, when a, when a pussy creams, yes. that's vulvar. I'm a creamy bitch. That's me. <laughs> like I, I'm more of a creamer than I am a squirter for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so let, let me talk a little bit about vulvar ejaculation or ejaculate. It's a fluid expelled from the urethra opening, not the vaginal canal during sexual arousal, not the same as squirting. It's usually a very small amount of fluid, three to five cc's, like very, very small. Um, it can be thick, whitest fluid resembling skim milk, or it can be clear. And it tastes sweet. Uh, And it does not smell like urine or anything else. And one of my favorite facts about this is in Sanskrit, which is the most ancient language of, you know, humanity. It is where we got the term yoni Mm -hmm. uh, and the term lingam. And of course, the flaming yoni is the name of our show. So this language is very dear to us. It is referred to in this language as amrita, which means nectar of the gods. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Yeah. Like female ejaculate as the nectar of the gods is like, yeah, that's juicy for me. That feels so right. So juicy. 
Uh, yeah, I can't say that I am a huge creamer, but I did have this experience once that I think bears sharing. <laughs> mm. I had been out for a hike with my partner and I had partaken of some cannabis and I was really riding some interesting waves <laughs> with this cannabis. But when we made our way back to this place that we were staying and started kind of getting into some fun, they were using this toy on me and it was a very, very large dildo. And at one point, and it was, it was a dark, it was dark brown. And when they pulled it out of me, I looked at it and I kid you not, I literally thought they must have had a bottle of lotion that they like slathered all over it because when yep, I that's it, it. it was covered in thick mm -hmm. white fluid. And I had just never, ever, ever seen my body do that before. Smaller amounts. Yes, for sure. Probably more in like the three to five CC category, <laughs> but I had never seen anything like this before and nor have I since. But the things that our bodies are capable of doing when we are allowing ourselves to receive massive amounts of pleasure, and it doesn't require substances, it doesn't need to be altered states. When we are allowing ourselves to really ride that wave, it is so, so, so incredible. And I really am hoping all of you are able to hear <laughs> that your body is capable of so much pleasure. And it is through these different types of exploration that you're going to have the opportunity to see where it can take you, the new heights, the new ecstasies, the new pleasures, mm. all of it. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that story. And like I too, when I experience my Amrita, I'm like, whew, like it is, I have several videos that I'm really like in the mode of being very creamy and they are hot. They are very, very hot. And, you know, we would be bereft if we were to leave this episode without talking about the most crucial, in my opinion, <laughs> element of pleasuring a yoni which is eating motherfucking pussy, eating it like it's your last meal, baby, eating it like you are famished, eating it like you, it is your favorite slice of pie. Like, come on, we've got to eat more pussy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I am at a place right now in my sexuality and when it comes to choosing lovers and partners, if you don't eat pussy, you need not apply, mm. period. Mm -hmm. If you do not eat pussy, I don't care. I'm, this is going to sound, I don't care. <laughs> like I, I, I don't. You're right for somebody else. You're not right for me. Um, I, and I'm not trying to shame any gentlemen who have experienced negative experience or something. I, it's all valid. I get it. I'm speaking from my own experience here. Um, I just think that it is crucial that women begin asking for oral sex 
that oral sex being provided to women is a standard and not a special occasion. This is necessary for so many of us to achieve orgasm, to achieve stimulation. And why is it not just the standard? Like it just baffles me. It is table stakes. Don't even come near me if you can't come with that. Yeah. Eat my pussy. Eat it. Like, I'm just, I'm tired, man. I, I just can't accept somebody into, and in fact, the men that are closest to me now don't just eat pussy. They are men who have a true kink for feminine pleasure. Oh, yeah. Those men, to me, are fucking diamonds in the rough. Those men are special, and I... I just value so much the devotion and the care and the like desire they have to make me come and to make other women come. It's Mm -hmm. everything like, and so those are the gentlemen that like I find super valuable and that I want to connect with because I love eating pussy too. Let's be clear. Um, I practice what I preach over here, ladies and gentlemen, like it's, and for me, Providing oral sex to women is one of my most conscious and aware sexual acts that I engage in Mm -hmm. because to me, pussy is sacred. Mm -hmm. And when I have the opportunity to pleasure a yoni, I am going to put my all Mm -hmm. into that. Like I am going to really strive to do everything that we have talked about on this episode for her and reciprocally the pleasure it gives me to give her that pleasure is it's just the tops baby but you you may know something about that (laughs) I do I do in fact uh, I'm a giver and a receiver and I know that you do practice what you preach and I do too. I agree with you. Anytime I am gifted the opportunity of being with a woman, I take it so seriously and I'm so filled with gratitude. And I, it is a mission to Mm. figure out what is making her body feel more pleasure and understand when that shifts for her so that I can go back to it. I think reading body language having good communication while you're having that. So I seek out, is this feeling good? Do you want something different, harder, faster, slower? You know, I want to know because for me, I never want to walk away from a woman and not having given her pleasure because I know I can. (laughs) Same, same, same. Wow. We have, We've covered a lot, and I feel like in some ways we've barely begun. You know, there's just barely, <laughs> barely scratch the yoni. Never scratch the yoni. Also, let's and, and also just like make sure your fucking fingernails are trimmed. Like if you've yeah, got a lot of come facial on. hair, be really careful. Like, come on, <laughs> wash your hands. Wash your hands. Come on. Like good hygiene goes a long way. Let's be real. But I will say that it's been worth having shorter nails again because that, if I can't get up in there, I'm not happy. So if I've got the long claws like my darling over here has, you can't get those fingers up in there. Sad bummer. I know. The the sacrifices I make. (laughs) The sacrifices you make. Well, if nothing else is clear, 
the listeners of this show know how much we love a yoni and how mm. much we it is worthy of your worship of your attention of your time it is deserving of pleasure every yoni is deserving of pleasure whatever that means to you however you receive it best these are just some of the ways that we do and we'd love to dive deeper so if you have ways of receiving pleasure to your yoni or pleasuring other yonis that you'd like to talk about we're more than here for it let's get yoni trending on twitter let's do it like let's do it talk about this episode share it like get this out there because this is the vibration and frequency that we all need this is the universe and it is with you and in you always just know that thank you for spending this time with us loves we will see you next week in the universe in the meantime take care be well and have an orgasm Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the Yoniverse, be sure to give us a five-star rating and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred. And stay salacious. Stay salacious.